All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck, Sturs? What's happening? How are how how are you doing? How's your COVID? How's the COVID? How are you handling your COVID? Are you through the tunnel? What's happening? I'm just asking that because I got to assume at least half of you has gotten the COVID. But uh, I am, what is it now? Two weeks and two days out from my positive test. And that was a day after I felt a little shitty and had a negative test. I feel okay. I feel like I'm through the, uh, I'm through the tunnel. Uh, but I don't know. The more I talk to people, the more similar the the reactions and um, symptoms are. Well, but let's not do that right now. Let me let me tell you about who's on my show today. Sam Richardson is here. Sam Richardson. He's uh, he's Richard Splett from Veep. He's longtime friends with Tim Robinson and created the series Detroiters with Tim. He also uh, is on Tim's sketch series. I think you should leave which I am surprised I like. But that guy, Tim Robinson, kind of fascinates me. But I'm sure I'm projecting a lot into it. Because if you watch his characters, or the sort of the character he does in all his sketches, you're sort of like, what the fuck is up with that guy? It's like a Tim Heidegger situation. Then you meet them and you're like, oh, you're just a guy. You're a guy that, you know, that does things that aren't necessarily who you are. I think that's it. I, I do know that I... I pestered Sam a bit too much, I think, about Tim. I was like, so you know this Tim guy? So is or, what, why don't you tell Tim to come on here? What's Tim doing? <laughs> I kind of hate when I do that, but I'm, I'm mildly uh, fascinated with Tim Robinson. You wouldn't think it's my kind of comedy, but it kind of is. Uh, so Sam's in this new murder mystery series, The After Party. That's on Apple TV. I watched a couple of those to get the flavor uh, of what it is. It's kind of a knives out, kind of a clue thing, you know? What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life if you had a choice? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Where is there to run? Where is there to hide? Is hiding necessary? That's a one big question. I think I've asked this before. It's like, hey, man, you know, we got to figure out how to survive the apocalypse. Why? Who wants to live in that fucking bullshit world? couple of things. I watched a Kamau Bell's four-part Bill Cosby documentary, which I think is a, an important thing to watch, uh, to really kind of, you know, understand the context and framework and history and the sort of move along the the historical lines of, of Bill Cosby's career and the impact he had on the culture and on the black community. And also to look at the timeline of when these um, rapes happened. But I think the most important thing that Kamal's documentary does is give the victims a lot of time. The victims that he chose to talk to or that wanted to talk to him or I don't know how the, you know, he decided or how it was booked. But there are several victims who did not know each other. A lot of them did not want to tell anybody because no one would believe them. Then they had the same story. But to really hear those stories told and fleshed out and lived through again through the narrative of the victim is a powerful thing that leaves no room for any sort of speculation. But it is a it is an important thing to watch to really you know, put Cosby into context and then hold him accountable. Uh, at least in your own mind. So you, you know, whether you're, most people know that he's guilty, but, but it's just sort of like how, 
Like, what does that mean when you really look at the numbers? There's a lot of attention paid to the victims, the number of victims, the timeline of the victims, uh, alongside of where his career was at. So it really gives you a full sort of picture of the arc of Cosby and the knowledge that the raping was going on throughout the entire arc. And then how, you know, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with, you know, Kamau is wrestling with it throughout the thing and at the end. You know, how do you sort of accept or not accept Cosby for what he was in a good way against accept and 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 process the fact that he was a predatory rapist yeah it was it, it was no easy trick and it, i thought that the doc was effective and i like kamau and i should actually text him to uh, congratulate him and then uh and then i'll text godfrey and ask him like why why so much godfrey in this documentary um in other news now i'm not bragging and you know i'm not tooting my own horn but i you know I am fortunate to be sort of a mid-level celebrity and a, a kind of a low-level influencer, I guess. Whatever that means. Either way, this is not a paid plug, but it's something that happened. Uh, I was given or uh, a Oklahoma Joe's Bronco drum smoker. It looks like a, almost like a, uh, a sort of a vault-like garbage can with a thermometer on it and a, like an oven lid. And it's, a, it's, it's an impressive-looking thing. But I, was, I took the opportunity to take it from them because I've been using this Traeger, a pellet grill, which is sort of a suburban smoker in a way, which is not bad, but it requires zero skill. Um, not that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go down some sort of smoker rabbit hole. You know, I'm, I'm pretty basic, but I'd like to be able to use the thing I have for what it is. I'm not going to, you know, start working towards competing with my ribs I'm not going to enter the world championship pulled pork playoff. I'm not going to enter the brisket bowl, you know, and uh, go through elimination rounds with my slabs of meat. But I do enjoy some smoked uh, food sometimes. And I've had that Traeger. I used the fuck out of that Traeger, man. You know, I cook chickens in there. I cook steaks in there. I cook chickens and steaks in there. Oh, and I smoke fish. Uh, I use it all the time, though. It's very easy to use. You put, you know, you just you do it from your phone. But this other smoker is like I had to like learn how to season it, and I had to learn how to situate the coals so it would cook all day. I just basically what happened is a couple of days after I seasoned the fucking thing, I, I just was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a brisket. I live alone, man. And I went, I was at Whole Foods. I'm like, you got any briskets back there? Because there was none in the case. And she pulled out a whole brisket with the flat and the point. You know, it's about probably 20 pounds of meat. And I bought the whole goddamn thing. So now I'm stuck with it. I got, I got like 20 pounds of meat. And I'm like, all right. So I just spent all this money to learn how to do this. So I just, I just did it. I just leaned, I just was i i did a little research i i i rubbed it down like franklin does like aaron franklin does just salt and pepper uh i put it i let it uh, be rubbed down overnight then i took it out got down to room temperature figured out how to light the coals so it would you know you know go for 10 hours and then i just stayed on top of that shit i sprayed it i got a new thermometer that uh will register the inside of the smoker and also the inside of the meat 
and I just watched that fucker. It uh, it smoked out in like eight and a half hours, though. Like I wrapped it at six because Aaron said so. Aaron's a genius. So I wrapped it in the wax-free butcher paper at six. And I, you just got to stay on top of that, you know, so because you got to work those dampers. The air intake to control the temp, the slow smoke. Got to be on top of it. I mean, I sat there and watched it for longer than probably necessary. But uh, and then when I took it out, I thought like, nah, it looks a little burnt, looks a little dark. But God damn, that was some world class meat. I invited my buddy Dan and his wife Jen over at Spontaneously, and Kit was here, and they came. And I'm like, I don't know what it's, what's going to be like, but there's got to be some great meat in there. From the outside, I can't tell. And we cut that open. It was so moist and perfect and professional seeming. It was so fucking good. I don't know if I can do it twice. But now I'm sort of like, I still got the other half. But there's not enough fat on the on the um, flat to really do it right. That's more of a that's more of a juice style brisket event. That's a you know oven and uh, you know liquid brisket. That's a Jew brisket style, not smoker, non-Jew brisket style. Anyways, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I was proud of myself a couple times this week, this last week. I'm very proud uh, about the interview with Tony Kushner that you heard on Monday, and uh, I was proud of this slab of meat, and I I can feel it. I can feel the fat coursing through my heart right now. It was a big fat week couple of big fatty meals and i made a chess pie that was for kit's birthday it was belated and i'd just gotten down to my fighting weight but uh hey i think hopefully those statins are working hopefully the statins will hold they'll hold all right so sam richardson nice guy interesting backstory that involves another country which is always nice to talk about. Uh, the first three episodes of The After Party are now streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. New episodes premiere on Fridays. And uh, this is me talking to Sam. Yeah, I guess it being a vet would be kind of brutal. Because yeah. every day you're just sort of like it's time. Like you're seeing animals at their worst. Like when people are the scaredest. So like yeah. nobody's bringing their their pet in because like hey yeah. just and they, they can't talk to fucking animals. You know. And you know it's just like and everyone wants answers. I started crying in front of this vet the other day. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't expect to. Yeah, because I mean, like it's also like your relationship with your pet is like not with anything because it's 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 like an un- it's an unconditional love thing yeah. you know so you don't even really know how deep it is until that sh- but i just was not ready to uh to uh be in hospice again oh yeah because like you know i had two cats go and i was right. like it was i just didn't want to have to deal with a dying cat for another two or three because once they start going then that could just, go on for a while right right and then that's your life figuring mm-hmm. out how to get the idiot to eat pills <laughs> to eat yeah, exactly like we pill we pill gus every morning you do oh uh, yeah well, oh, the, well old guy. She, the old guy the old guy does yeah. our, our our the new one yeah. name is conan he adopted us yeah so he came, he like lived outside and like we put a little thing out for him on the porch yeah there so we like just lived outside so he came in yeah and so like now he's running around so it's also about like maintaining that he doesn't eat gus's food oh no yeah the, the, why because is it medicine food it's medicine food for his yeah, kidneys it's a fucking, yeah, you know? yeah i have that yeah, I yep. do that. Yeah, kidney food. 
kidney food. How, how often do you have? How how bad are the kidneys? You got is he drinking a lot of water. Uh, he's drinking a lot of water. Ugh. Yeah, and then you know a puke every here and there. It's the worst. Well, they, the kidney, th- like yeah, is she gonna do the fluids? What's going on? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're trying to avoid that. But he's on like this, uh, like steroid, uh. which so, that, so like, like I said, he was skinny, but now he's gained a lot of weight. Oh like, yeah, like good weight. I think yeah. unless it's like another, it's like it's another thing for like unless it's like a tight gut, then it's another problem. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I know, I know. But you're all right. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Because he sleeps in the bed every morning and like wakes me. He slaps me awake every morning. Yeah. So like I, I, so I, I have my check-in time with him every day. Oh yeah. So yeah. all right, as long as that keeps on happening. And that, and that cat you've known for a while. I've, I've known that cat for a while. Yeah. So, oh yes, you did a movie with a woman I was married to. Oh yes, Werewolves Within. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> who who does hates when I talk about her. Oh really? <laughs> oh, oh. And hates me. But uh, but your experience with her was okay. It was nice. <laughs> it was nice. I'm sure a different context for me. No, but you were a producer on that. As I was. Well. Yeah. And the star of it is yeah. based on a video game. Based on a video game. Uh, adapted by your ex-wife yes. uh, into a screenplay. Yeah. And then we made that. And it, we filmed it, and we, we we filmed that in February of 2020. Yeah. And so we wrapped it, and then everything shut down as soon as we wrapped. Like the next month? Like the next week. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Uh, did anyone have COVID on there? No, yeah. well, not that we right, knew, right? Because if if, if, we, if they did, it was like, oh, it's a yet. cold, right? You know? Right, or a flu, right? Um, so it was before it, it restarted. In fact, like like in a in a zombie movie, I'd have the TV on the back, and they'd be like, "Oh, talking about this this big flu pandemic." And I'm like, yeah, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, right, right, right." It's like, oh, eight cases in yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. One, and you're like, wait, what? And then, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then it was in the can for how long before? Oh, uh, so like so then we're just able to edit it while yeah, uh, well, you know, while and you were part of down. the whole process. Uh, yeah, but like not not directly like not in the editing room. But a lot of funny people in there. Michaela's in Michaela's there. Michaela's in it. She's so funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, George. Basil, yeah, is so funny. Everybody in that movie is just so funny. Harvey Guillen, yeah, uh, fun, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but so it got one week in the theaters. Got a no week one, in theaters when no one was going. Exactly, <laughs> and then and then it ended up where uh, VOD. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, know, I, I, I think it just hit Canada Netflix, or no, oh. no it just just hit UK Netflix. Oh, that's exciting. So you know, hopefully, was it on American Netflix? Mm-mm, nope, not yet, not or yet, no? not yet. So rental, you can rent it. Yeah. yeah. How does that work though? Are you hip to how it works now that you're a producer? Uh, not entirely, even still. <laughs> like, because I'm like, I'm like, hey, can you shoot me an email and let me know what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, here. And I'm like, I don't know. What well, this you've is. done enough shit to where you can, you have things out there. You're like, can you still get that? Yeah. You know, truly. when people are like, where can I see that movie? I don't know. I'm like, I'm not sure. Truly. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't know I, if you can. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's a moment in time. You know, you just had to be there when. You can pretty much go like, well, yeah, I think you can get it on iTunes. You can That's what I say. It. Yeah, That's yeah. What I say every time you might have to pay three dollars, <laughs> but you can get it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, but so I watched uh, an episode or two, episode and a half of the new thing. Oh yeah, the um, uh, the after, uh, after party. party. So this is one of those things. It's like uh, one of those murder mystery things mm-hmm. where you got a bunch of people. Yeah, and and somebody did something, or maybe they all did it, or maybe or no maybe, one did it. I mean, exactly, and you got to yeah. figure out who. What you call, we call yeah, it like a locked door mystery. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, see, what happens to me when I watch those, after about uh, tw- 20 minutes, I'm like, I- I've got the patience. Yeah, I mean, oh, I- no. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of relies on a little bit of patience. Well, these things. Well, <laughs> well, I think what it is, it's like people like the form. 
Yes. They like the genre. Yep. So they're just waiting to see what you do with it. Exactly. And that's like part, that, that's a big part of this one is that like it's all about genre because each episode is a different genre of like film. Uh, right. Because Tiffany's character so like, tell me your mental movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? What's your movie inside or whatever? Yeah. What's your, your, your men, mental movie? I think yeah. Yeah. Called, yeah. And, and like, yours is sort of like a, a romance. A rom-com. Right. 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 <laughs> oh, so everyone has a different mental movie. Exactly. Oh. So like you're so you so like the idea is like everybody's got a different perspective and even that perspective is then put through like how uh, they view. Uh, well, that's probably world. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think right. So. But you know who did it. Yeah, I, I know, I know who did it. <laughs> I've seen the show. Yeah, I, I, well, I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. That's why I, I, they just gave me the the screeners yesterday. There's only oh, so yeah. much I could do. Fair. You, yeah. But you Fair. seem funny in it, and Tiffany's funny. Tiffany's always pretty fucking she's good. Always, she's always so good. She's right? A force. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's ever going to do my show. No. No. Because like, I didn't really know her as a comic coming uh, up. Uh-huh. I remember seeing her at the comedy store sometimes. She's like, Mark Barron, yeah. I'm going to do your show someday. And I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, I think that was my attitude. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And now like, she's the biggest star in the world. Yeah. And I think she's like, Mark Barron, I'm not going to do your show. <laughs> like the, the other foot, as they call it. Exactly. <laughs> so where do you, you, how long you lived here? Uh, it'll be 10 years, uh, February 1st. Yeah? Yeah. And where'd you live before that? Uh, before before here, I lived in Chicago. Oh, really? For four years. No New York time. No New York time. Chicago. No. Chicago. And then before that? Detroit. And that was where, that was the whole- That's where I'm, I'm from, Detroit. The whole first part? Yep. Part part one, uh, Detroit. And, and Ghana. Ghana. My, 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 my mom's from Ghana, so I grew up going between- What Ghana. does that mean for uh, food-wise? Uh, so Ghana, Ghanaian food is a lot of, uh, stews and soups. Yeah. You know, so, uh. So that's what you grew up with? I grew up fish? with a lot of that. Some fish. Yeah. yeah. Like fried fish. Yeah. Uh-huh. And your mom fish. is a good cook? Uh, my mom's a good cook with Ghanaian food. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, but food? not, not, uh, <laughs> nothing else. Like, <laughs> talking about like burnt to a crisp steaks. Oh, uh, yeah? You know, not, burnt to a crisp Doesn't chicken. have a sense, but fried fish. Fried fish, like a, a fried soups fish. And stews. Soups and stews, perfect. Jell-off rice, outstanding. Yeah. What's it, what does that mean? Jell-off rice is like a, uh, it's a sort of uh, like a sauce. <laughs> How do I describe jell-off rice? I don't rice? know. It's like a, a, uh, a spiced, uh, saucy rice. Uh-huh. Uh, and and you, jell-off rice exists in Ghana and Nigeria, and there's like a big rivalry between who has the best one. Is That's like, better than some sort of horrendous tribal war <laughs> yes yeah i think that's 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 what it kind of <laughs> boiled down to in the end of it <laughs> the big rice competition <laughs> is <laughs> much better than any of the other options yeah, exactly i think it's kind of interesting and i don't know why i'm asking you about food necessarily but yeah, like i love it i i well i brought up indian food with mindy kelly once that was one of the worst interviews i ever did <laughs> yeah well because there's some part of it like when you're just being generalizing right you know, like it, it'd be different if I was like, so, so, what do black people eat? What black people eat? What's your what kind of black eyed peas do you eat? Is it black eyed peas because black? You know, it's, it's the right. so I think with with Mindy, I was sort of like, you must like those breads, you know. And it was very specific because she's Indian, yeah, right. But I don't know. We all fuck up. It's but, just true. But I, I mean, I, th- I think I would have some sort of at least a, a slight expertise when it comes to Ghanaian food. Well, so yeah, I because think but but did you gr- uh, spend time there? I did. I spent. Uh, I used to go back and forth. Because you have grandparents. Because yeah, had, yeah. In fact, I, in fact, I lived. Well, in, my, my grandmother on my mom's side, yeah, died two years before I was born. Uh-huh. Uh, my grandfather died when I was about six, and uh-huh. so I lived there from when I was like six and seven. Because like he had, he was a chief. He was a Ghanaian chief. So we had a big funeral, like 
event, like a huge a chief, a chief, like yeah. a tribal chief. Uh huh. Do you come from a long line? I've, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know? your family were chiefs. My family was chief. Like matrilineal. It's, it's matrilineal. Yeah. So my uncle would be the chief now. And yeah. And it could be me or my cousins. Most well, likely my gonna, cousins. going to step up? I don't or? speak the language. I truly don't. Well, I you that, well, there's your next movie. I know. Have you pitched it? <laughs> I've, been, I've been working on it. <laughs> you have, haven't you? I've, I mean, every day I'm like, what should I do? And I'm like- Mm, I'll figure it out. And then as I get older, it's like less. It'd be, it'd be like the reverse of coming to America. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Africa. Yeah. You know? How could you debate? Hey, that could be funny. I think so. Right? I, I think so. Uh, but you theoretically could be cheap. But your cousin lives there? My, my, co- my, my cousins. I'm also the youngest of like my uh, cousins. So, who got, be, so you have to kill them. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like a lot of responsibility. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather do my stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> But what is it like? What what is it like there? I mean, I can't like I don't know anything about anything. Uh, well, it's is there big cities? Oh yeah, yeah. Accra. So I'm from Ghana. Yeah, uh, and Accra, Ghana, is like a very industrialized right uh, West African city. Uh, so like the whole thing, freeways and yeah. Now I I went there a few years ago with Conan O'Brien because he did Conan Abroad, and so yeah. I had, I hadn't been in like maybe about 14 years before that. Uh, were you but, his uh, his his reason to go? Yeah, because like because like they they they, they were doing a, a come back to Ghana kind right. of thing, and then they invited him. Oh, and then him knowing me and him knowing them from Ghana, he yeah. brought me with him. Right. So like I went and I was kind of like his sure his like guide for yeah. some of these things. But you don't speak the language. I don't speak so you, the language. You uh, didn't help. <laughs> I sure didn't. Yeah. I really didn't. <laughs> right off the bat because like yeah. I've, I've always like had the ear for it, so I can understand it. Yeah, but I can't speak it. Yeah, you know, unfatui. Yeah, but uh, what's the base of the language? Is it, is it, is there, you don't know. The tribal African. Oh, know? really? It's yeah. not like, yeah. there's no other, it, it, there's no French to it or anything like no. that? No, it, it, was it, was never... an, it was an English colony. Oh, was it? Uh, so, like, so everybody speaks English. Right. English is a national language. Right. And there's so many tribal languages wow. in Ghana because, you yeah. know, Ghana uh, is, it isn't like a, a made form from Africa. It was like the Europeans came and said, all right, well, this is oh, Ghana. Sectioned it. And so like whatever tribes within it, like, guess what? You're all Ghanaians. Yeah, like, right. Oh, well, no, we're Fonti and we're Akan. And we're, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. like all of a sudden they're all part of this. Are there difficulties w- amongst them? Um, I don't know. You're not a historian. I'm, I sure am not. You're not from the Ghana <laughs> tourist industry. <laughs> no. Is it safe there? <laughs> Very safe there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, let me look at my, my talking points here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book for you. It's a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, visit Ghana. But you're, uh, but does your mom go back there all the time? Uh, she's She's there maybe half the year. Oh yeah. really? So she's there all the time. Your parents aren't together? Oh, uh, they are, but they're oh. just like always just doing that's their the own way they thing. do that's, it. That's how that's how it's always your, been. D- your dad's a Detroit guy. My dad's a Detroit guy. Uh, all the way back. All the way been back. there for a while. Uh, born born in Detroit, uh, March eighth, eighth, nineteen forty five. What do they do? Uh, so my dad was a restaurateur. Really? Yeah he uh, he was. Uh, he went to he did he was at uh, Michigan State for hotel and restaurant management uh-huh. and then like sort of got got, got into yeah. restaurants and, yeah. and hotels and like sort of the service industry and then but then he started doing 
tours. So he would do tours to, he had a company called Lifestyle Tours. Yeah. He would take people from the States and, and travel all over Ghana with them or all over Africa. So it's Ghana based. So it's it kind of Ghana based. So yeah. your mom and dad are in on it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. Yeah, Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she's down there six months waiting, <laughs> right. to, waiting for him to bring the, some suckers down but there. But they haven't done it in so long. I think uh, they were, they retired from that like maybe was it, 20 did it years work? ago. It worked, yeah. you know, for, but they, that sort of thing kind of gets... Uh, it's a hell of a trip, right? It's a hell of a trip, and it's a really, it's really a beautiful trip. So, so, uh, so your dad had restaurants too. Yeah, yeah, he had, he we got, had a, they had a Ghanaian restaurant in Detroit called Jinya Mi House. Was it popular? Yeah, uh, not incredibly. <laughs> 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 restaurants are hard business to to do, but people who knew it loved it. Yeah. You know, yeah, but uh, but it wasn't gangbusters. It was, it, yeah, no franchises. Open. No, no franchises. You know, as of yet. So you grew up in the restaurant business, kind of. You know, yeah, adjacent. Go to your dad's restaurant. Yeah, I go to my dad's. We we had a we had an apartment upstairs from it. So, oh wow! You know, so you really you just right downstairs. Exactly. You, you you go eat breakfast in the kitchen at the restaurant. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> your mom cooked at the restaurant. She cooked. She cooked in the restaurant. She like taught everybody how to make the things. It was all Ghanaian food, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's it. That's nice. It is. I really, I really, I enjoyed those times. I mean, I was very young. Right. When, so, you know, it was like, it was like, the, my, the three things in my life were like, uh, that restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I got a, a Nintendo. Yeah. So like, it was all about Super, uh, Super Mario Brothers and then like, you know, Simpsons or like TV. <laughs> that like, was it? That was it. The restaurant, Nintendo and Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. That was your life. Do you have brothers it. or sisters? Uh, I have half brothers and sisters. Yeah. So my dad had, uh, children before me so i'm there i'm separated by at least 14 years what you know yeah was he old guy uh my, my dad is now 70 That's uh, not that old. 77 yeah so you know but you've got these brothers and half brothers and sisters that are 15 years older than you mm-hmm. do you yeah. like do you know them i do i do i don't i mean like we're not we're not super 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 close yeah but you know they're my they're my sibling i love them very much I, I'm, I'm closest with my oldest brother who is about twenty one years older than me? Oh, really? Yeah. What's he do? Uh, he so he was he so he's got his doctorate in verbal toxicology. Uh, he has like a master's degree. So he works for health in uh, like like public health in Seattle. Verbal toxicology. Verminal toxicology. Verminal toxicology. Uh-huh. So shit you poison you get from bugs from bugs and, and like rats and the rats and that sort of thing but like, like but like so he worked for that's that's what his doctorate was in holy shit what a weird focus and like he was like right there smack dab in because like uh ground zero kind of where like the biggest spread happened of, of covid, COVID yeah. was there right so he Seattle. was like, sitting there watching it and right. knowing what was coming and what was going on really you know so he knows a little bit about the uh the uh uh epidemic mathematics he, he truly does Shit. Was he calling you? Did he say like, he would be like, heads up, get this, get that, do this, this is coming, and this is coming, and this is coming, and everybody's like, whatever. He's like, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You know? Yeah. But like, but you, generally he deals with rats. And, and uh, uh, I think he uh, did that a while ago. Now I think it's kind because. Of, but he he's like he was like a a professional student for the longest time. Uh, right, you know, right. so Vermal, he's got his like MBA. And he's got his, that word even. I know. Right? I didn't even know that word. I, I didn't either. And like yeah. it, it, verminal, verminal, mm-hmm. verminal toxicology. Yeah. Wow, those books. <laughs> I know. Whew, you know. <laughs> yeah. Plague. <laughs> Plague. Exactly. So, but but no. Uh, uh, Full brother and sister. No full brother and sister. You're like the special kid. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, they call my mom one baby mother. 
Oh, so that doesn't like, sound like a good thing. It well is because she doted on me a lot. You oh, know what I mean? So right. you know, African mothers like that, like a bunch of you right. know, things that they were like doing all this stuff. But like my mom was like, "Oh, this is Sam. We've got a Sam. So like, oh, one baby mother. He's gonna be fine." But I'm yeah, like, hey. yeah, he seemed well adjusted. I think so. So what <laughs> ha- what drew you to? Because uh, I didn't know who you were until I saw Veep, and then oh, I was yeah. like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> and now now it's more like like there's that guy again. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at every movie, I'm in there in somewhere. Right. Yeah. Just, like, there's just, Sam. <laughs> that guy's doing everything. He was there for like a minute. Am I right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but where'd you where'd you start where'd you start doing this? Stuff? Uh, so I started at. So I started in high school, like you know, th- high school theater. But then there was a second city in Detroit. What's like? What happened? Did you see Detroit fall apart? I mean, uh, like, are you in the suburbs or? Uh, no, I was. I lived in the city proper, you know. Um, but like Detroit's sort of decline happened like in the '60s, you know. Yeah, but like, dude, I mean, I, I was there, like, so, like it collapsed, uh, like a second collapse. Yeah, like for real. Like yeah. I remember going there, not. I went there a couple of years ago, and it was like they're like it's coming back. I'm like, is it though? Well, it it, re- it truly is. But like, I, I somebody, somebody said, and I think it's true. Like, Detroit is usually like a pretty good, is it, but the word barometer yeah. for like what's going to happen to the rest of the country in like maybe about five years. Oh, that's that's not great. You know? Yeah. Uh, so like, Detroit saw like a real economic downturn, and then pretty five years like. Uh, we all saw one. Yeah. Uh, but like now, because of like Detroit's, uh, there's so much space there. Yeah. And so much land. And like the prices of everything had just dipped so low. Did you buy a house for a nickel? Uh, I didn't buy a house for a nickel. But I, I, I bought my, my, my parents. I have my parents' yeah. condo. And then like I'm always trying to like see what the right thing is. Like, but like now the prices are going back up. But like when they were at their lowest, I didn't have like the money to like buy. Like I, like it that. just seemed like it was one of those things where like, should I buy nine houses, <laughs> you know, in Detroit? <laughs> yeah. Just to have, but then you got property tax and you know, you got to, you, you know, it. make sure there's, you got to get the verminologist in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let her know like, how many rats are yeah, the rats what are we doing? <laughs> but like I worked there though, but it seemed like there's things happening in downtown, but none of them seem so they seem almost um, experimental. Well, yes, and I, f- I feel like it was a place where you could try a business or try whatever and like fail, but like the, the risks weren't too high. Sure, but I think some of those things did stick. And with uh, Quicken Loans going like making like, essentially headquarters downtown Detroit. Well, that guy owns the whole fucking he, he city, owns right? The city, Exa- exactly. What's his name? Um, Steve, somebody, uh, or da- Dave. Uh, yeah. Wow. I know it happens to me all the time. I yeah. couldn't remember Lindsay Lohan. Today. Oh yeah, I'll never forget her name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God, I uh, the Quickens guy, the Quickens guy, but Mr. he owns Quickens. like the whole city. He, yeah, and he owns the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, so what's he going to do with the whole city? Uh, very good question. <laughs> you know, Who we got to see. We got to see. I, I did a show at the Masonic Hall. Masonic Temple? Yeah. That place is nuts. It's nuts. I graduated in there. I guess really? we had our graduation, our high school graduation. The haunted shithole, that thing. It's, it's pretty incredible. There's like so many like hidden There's two things. theaters there. Two full theaters yeah. there. Like I played in the one little, uh, the the smaller one, but it's not oh, by yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. It's more cavernous. <laughs> There's like an, almost like a circular-ish theater, which uh, is yeah, probably yeah. where you graduated. I think so. That's, that's And then the there's one. like a like a, like a a standard structure theater. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, I, I didn't mean to call it a shithole. It's no, like, it definitely no, no. felt like a haunted place. It, well, there's, there's definitely like spirits and stuff running around there. There's like, 
And hats. I mean, and hats, and they've got like yeah. costumes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. We we uh, are for our first season. I did a show called Detroiters in, in Detroit with that Tim Robinson. With Tim Robinson, yeah. And of the second season, was it the second season or the first season? No, the first. Sorry, the first season. Our production office was in the Masonic Temple as well. Really? And we shot in there. So there's an episode called Happy Birthday, uh, Mr. Duvet. Uh, and that we, that we filmed all that in the Masonic Temple also. Really? So like we were just like spent so much time in there and there's yeah. like so many like doors that then lead to like an, a hallway that's like hidden it's crazy. and like stuff. It's huge. It's huge. And and I don't like, and I just remember being down there and, and that whole area, it just seems kind of desolate in a way. Mm-hmm. And there's just these random buildings that are like, oh, that's a new restaurant. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, right there? <laughs> yeah. And then we went to some food hall nearby. Oh, uh-huh. And it was sort of like, it's kind of a food hall. You know, the, I, I had, right. I just remember I had a pad thai burrito, which oh, was okay. a little much. I think if I know where that is. <laughs> well, they, it's like, it doesn't, like everything seems like they just, everything seems like a pop-up business. Well, right. Because I think everybody's just going to give it their best shot. And like, like there's a lot of, uh, ingenuity and like a lot of people in Detroit like all right well I think I can make this work sure you know and they try and like of course it's hard when you don't have like a lot of foot traffic yeah to like have like a draw people business. back to a place that they may think is dangerous you know yeah so like the I the, so what I hope helps and isn't just like a, another sort of displacement thing of like these these uh stadiums go in there yeah and then like you know the idea is like they bring people there but the idea sure. is like how do you bring people there uh, and not have them leave again, and also like who then comes there? Uh, is there not a room for the people who you know like, like can that, that, can can the people who live in that yeah. city not have a city for themselves? Are you sure. waiting for somebody to come it's from outside? Of it? It's hard, hard to know. It's hard. Like it? yeah, Cleveland sort of like that, but Cleveland kind of built a little area uh-huh. down by the stadium, uh, yeah. that Third Street or whatever, where where you know the, the restaurants and stuff. Yeah, I don't know what's going on since COVID though. I mean, so they had. So I had Second City in Detroit. So yeah, Second City in Detroit. I, I I started taking classes there when I was in high school. So I was like 15 when I started taking classes. Who was it, like City. anybody we know in those classes? Uh, not in those classes. But what was it like? Um, they actually had a theater there too. Oh yeah, there's a full theater. No kidding. Uh, did shows. I guess uh, that's where Keegan Michael Key came out of that that theater. Out of the Detroit. Out of Detroit. Second, Second City. City. So there's that guy. Yep. Uh, Larry Joe Campbell came out of that theater. Yeah. Mark Evan Jackson. Yeah. Naima Funk. Josh Funk. I don't know that guy. Uh, they 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 were all like Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Second City folks. So they and they all in show business now. They're all in show business now. Yeah. No kidding. Yep. Yep. So you did that in high school. I, I so I started there in high school and then c- kind of like worked my way up. And so I started taking classes there in high school. Yeah. And then worked my way up to like understudying. But you there. did like regular theater in high school. I and did. Then, and then and you're then, like you're gonna be the funny guy. Yeah, then I like kind of found found that there. I mean, I always like have, have been like a, I just always loved comedy and like I comedy you, movies. You've, you've never done serious. I feel like you could do serious. I think so. I think so. You haven't done it though. I haven't done it. I'm always like worried, not worried, but I always want to make sure I don't make that transition just out of ego. You know what I mean? Where sometimes like. Take me seriously. Yeah, well, or, or you try it once, and they're like, "Wow, he's much better at this than we thought." You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, you know, no more funny for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How about you just be the guy crying in yeah, the corner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, wh- who were the teachers though? Like, they come from Chicago? Uh, no, they were Detroit people. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, when I, I so I I was in classes when I was fifteen, kind of left and came back, and then I was in classes when I was maybe seventeen. And Tim Robinson was my my level A teacher at, at Second City. I don't know. I you know, like that guy's kind of new to me. Yeah, he's been he's he's 
Like a lot of people know him. Yeah. But like I watched his show, uh, I guess like la- the last year for the first time. And I'm yeah. like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, my producer <laughs> loves him. Yeah. And he, uh, there's some sort of backstory on him. But like there... <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Like I guess he was almost on SNL. He was on SNL for uh, he was on oh, for, right. he one, was for on a it. season, and then he uh, then wrote on SNL for like four seasons after that. Oh, so he was there a long time. Yeah, he was there for a bit, and then moved out here because he couldn't get screen time, or uh, I think it just was a weird fit. You know what I mean? Because his his well, that's he's a weird fit. You know, in he's, reality, he's, like, he's like just a u- unique guy. You know, yeah, he's yeah. very specific. So where'd you meet him? He was your teacher. Uh, so yeah, we met at Second City. He was like my level A teacher. What, I was, what does that I mean, was level A. It's like the first class okay, of okay. Second City, but then the adult class. I did a high school class, and then I did the adult classes. So he was living in Detroit, teaching at Second City. Mm-hmm. Tim and Robinson. he's from Detroit. You know, so we're all from Detroit. Oh, all right. Yeah. So. Because he has a certain sensibility. What are you learning from that guy? Uh, well, <laughs> well, we because because there's so you're learning improv and like sort of like the the, the sort of rules of improv and then like how to. Perform but is he a it. normal person? Oh yeah, he's the most normal person. Mm. You know, but just like a, a very strong comic sensibility and like very specific. Oh, so that's a bit. I mean, he's yeah. not really a nut job. <laughs> no, he's not a nut job. No, not not at all. Not at all. Uh, I mean, we're all nut jobs. I yeah, guess you know. But like you know, but like <laughs> there's a there's a world where there's people that do sketch, mm-hmm. and then there's people that do like some other thing that's like one step beyond it into mm-hmm. kind of creating an entire. Uh, time zone for themselves, right? Right, like Tim and Eric, like Tim and Eric, and or the... Eric Andre, mm-hmm. and Tim seems to be one of those guys. Well, yeah, because I think as we we get bored of like the form of just sketch, like you know, here's a setup, here's this, the payoff, and like you know, you know, or, yeah, or here's a setup, and and then we lose uh, control of it by the end. Y- you know, you're right, exactly. Whereas like it doesn't land, it doesn't land because like we're like like because because like uh, by that by now we all know how sketch works. So the an audience, you're watching, you're like, here's a uh, well, here's my friend, he's a little crazy, and he comes in he's got like a hat on it's like oh the hat is gonna I, be the joke sometimes i don't understand it because like i don't like I'm, i think i'm expecting closure and, right. and so much of sketch you know certainly modern sketch relies on a premise yes and a repetition of things and repetition of premise which also i feel comes from improv uh, you know because like with improv you can do a, a you, you all you you need your premise that's all that's all because you don't right. know where the end is right and then like people get louder you know exactly <laughs> you get louder and more physical and then somebody sweeps and then you're <laughs> yeah, in the next yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so like with sketch yeah. yeah i feel it needs to not just be a direct overlay of that yeah you know you have you have to like keep on breaking the and that's what tim does i think and i, th- I think you should leave uh is like you know you think you're going one way and then you you turn left and now you're in a completely different thing that's like based on that small thing and then now you're here and so you, you've made five left turns sure. before you realize it and then the closure happens at the end or it doesn't happen but you've gone on this journey and you're onto the next thing right yeah and also there's just this this element of like my my friend or my producer brendan thinks that they're you know in an analysis of it uh-huh is that he was sort of this perfect kind of comedic antidote to uh, to Trumpism because, mm-hmm. you know, the comedy is a guy that forces everyone around him <laughs> to accept to, his to, reality. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he, so the, the, the premise of, of most of these sketches is a person uh, makes a mistake, refuses to admit it, 
and then doubles down on that refusal. Right. So, you know. That's the structure. That's the structure. It's yeah. a, pers- a, a, a very uh, fragile person makes a mistake, a public mistake. Instead of apologizing or admitting it, he then tries to act so like that, it didn't happen. So everyone knows that in the writer's room. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, that's, that's, I think that's what's the funniest thing is a person who just can't admit they're wrong. Sure. You know, so I think that's that, that, that. He came up kernel. with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's his character? That's his character. That's what he, I think that's what he does, like, the best, you yeah. know, is is these like w- these fragile egoed people, lying guys, these lying guys, you know. But when you met him, he was just a teacher. Yeah, yeah, and then we we did we did a bunch of shows at uh, at Second City and at this theater called the Planet Ant Theater in Detroit. In Detroit, yeah, With you, you and him did. Uh huh. Yeah, just the two of you. Uh, two of us, and then sometimes uh, uh, we would do shows with our friend like Sarin Choksi. Uh, uh, and, and and Brett Gannell and all these people like so out of, out of like our Detroit folks, yeah. Tim and I are like the ones who've like come out here and like kind of like made it the most. But you went to Chicago first. But we went to Chicago first, and we both ended up in Chicago at the same time, but like for different paths. Yeah, but it's all both Second City. I I worked on a cruise ship for Second City. Oh, doing, you were a cruise. Guy? I did a cruise for like I did two contracts, both five months long. Uh, and then uh, in that first shit, contract, man, this world of show business that I don't <laughs> get, man. Crazy. Like I, I mean, I know like you know, there's entertainment on cruises, but then there are those people that do the bus. They get on the bus and they do all the national touring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I, so uh, Sudeikis did that. So right? and we and then then both of us did the touring company as well. So you, I did you I did the cruise Robinson? ship. Yep. And we did two. There's three touring companies in second in Second City in Chicago. Who's making all that money? Second City. And wow. they're giving you, some yeah. Money. They're giving you some money, but they are—they're giving you opportunity. They're giving you opportunity to, like, to grow learn as a how performer. to be a performer, <laughs> and then you get to go all these places. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you know. Hey, it's <laughs> but you did, I guess, right? I, I, I truly did. So I learned you're so on the much. boat with Tim Robinson. Uh no, I would. I, so I did. I did a. Bo- I did a boat. They did two different contracts on a boat, and Tim then went to Chicago to join. Well, the what is that? Company. So wait, the boat like it's an improv crew. Uh, so it's a you're doing like best of sketch. Uh, so best of Second City Archive for one show, which is like wait from way back from like from as far back as like you just kind of go into the library, you know, or that you have a it's a director who then like kind of like takes all the stuff, goes to the archives and find and like makes a show based on whoever's cast is. No shit. So you could be doing stuff that like Brian Doyle Murray did. I mean, truly, yeah. I would do like Chris Farley stuff. Really, I would do like yeah, like just deep in the. But those were not so that. That all that stuff was scripted. A lot of that stuff is on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, so so like, a second city show is like a scripted, like ninety minute show with yeah. like scripted sketches, and then like ma- ma- some most times windows of improv. Okay. okay. And so then all those sketches, you know, uh, they'll have they'll, the show will have a name because it's got like a director and like a, a sometimes like a through line yeah. narrative or whatever, and then all those scenes then go into the archive. Yeah. Because, and like like and if you're like a, a aficionado, you'd like know, oh, that scene is from right. you know a doors nerd. open on the left. Or, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Truly. Second city nerd. Second city nerd, and you know like so many. So people that's how it works. Are. So they have ownership of all that so stuff. They own it all, and then they just send you guys out, and then you're just doing that stuff. How many uh, people in the crew? So there were five of us, and then a music director. 
Baker is a person who would play the piano like to accompany us. And this still goes on. Uh, I I think so. I don't know if the, With the COVID, cruise ship is I don't know, right. Yeah, I have no idea. But that's such that's the racket, huh? It really is. Just but get I'm all these you, youngsters on the road <laughs> and just catch them. And they were like, "What else are you gonna do?" And for me, I was like making the most money I'd ever made. I was like making at that time. I think it was like nine hundred dollars a week. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. You know, living on I had no no expenses. So yeah. to the first contract, I was like living like I was on vacation. I'm like in. You I'm enjoyed going the to boat, Barbados. I'm going to yeah. But then you see the people that saw you. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So every week. It would be a different uh, a reset. So Sunday, uh, the the people would get on the ship, you know, kind of like meander their 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 way through, make their way. Monday, everybody was like kind of seasick. So you, as a crew, we would kind of like just go and like enjoy the the ship. Right. Tuesday, people would kind of like get their sea legs and start doing that. And then Wednesday had our show. Right. And at that point, everybody on the ship knew you. Yeah. So then, so that from Wednesday, you go you drink in the crew bar downstairs. Right. And like, that's like dollar beers and all that. But then also you'd get like. Uh, the, the, also, you, you, everybody's buying you drinks. They're right. like, oh, you're the one who did that thing. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, right. you can do that for a certain amount of time. Then you like are overwhelmed. And then it all starts over again Sunday. So it's a new. Oh, so it's a week long. It's thing. a week long thing. So you didn't have to do two or three shows. Yeah, exactly. So, so you would do the, or you have the, a the written show, show. And you're kind of like, hey. <laughs> you're like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Where's your friend? Yeah. <laughs> you, so you do the written show. And then the end of the week, you do the improv show where you're just like improvising oh, games. Oh, so and that's stuff. the way it works. Yeah. And then you did the bus thing too. Yep. And yep. then did you end up teaching? I I, ta- I taught in Detroit, and then I taught. Uh, I, I didn't teach in Chicago because I was like on. I was on the touring company as on the main stage. So you and Tim do the shows in Detroit. Yeah. So and we, then like when you're in Chicago, he's doing what's he doing? So when so he came to Chicago, he went to Chicago to do the touring company. So he went there for a touring company. I went. I was on the ships, and then they hired me from the ships to yeah. do a touring company as yeah. well. Not so then we're him, on no. different touring companies. Yeah. So he's out in the bus. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The bus. You would fly. We'd fly places. Yeah. Uh, Wow. So how did, when did, did you, would you guys remain friends, right? Best friend. Like Tim is my best friend. Oh, truly. Like, like, right. like little kids, we're best friends. Right. So why, when does he get SNL? He got SNL when he, so he left uh, the Chicago main stage uh, and I left the Chicago main stage maybe uh, uh, like six months later. I moved to LA and then he, uh, so he was still in Chicago, yeah. And he auditioned, and then he got SNL, uh, and so so he got he got that. I guess that would have been like 2013, 2012. You, you didn't do SNL. I didn't do SNL. I, I auditioned. Uh, I did. I did like two screen tests, but I never. Oh, so you got that far? Uh huh. So you had the Lauren meeting. Uh, no meeting directly with Lauren. Just uh, yeah. you know, but uh, so I never I never did the show. But Lauren produced Detroiters. Uh, he did. Yeah. Oh, because you know, Tim was part of the mm-hmm. it was Broadway for, video ex- team. Exactly, exactly. You auditioned but didn't get it around the when he was on when Tim was uh, on. No, it was before. So I I oh, I'd, oh, I'd gone on. to screen test while while I was on the main stage of Chicago. Oh, so that's why you didn't. That's why you went to L.A. Yeah, because I was because I was like I'm, I, I could stay in Second City and keep on like trying to like be there to audition for SNL because they would come to see the shows every year. Uh, and I was like, well, the only reason I would do another show would be to have SNL see me and try and do that. And I was like, I don't want this to be that. Cause I really enjoyed my time at Second City. Yeah. So I was like, let me just leave. And also I had been doing uh, sort of like sending tapes to L.A. for like pilot season and stuff. And I had an agent out here? I had an agent because yeah. I got my agents and stuff from my first – when I first went to do uh, – my SNL oh, okay. uh, yeah. thing because like once your name goes out, I was like these are people auditioning. Then everybody comes out like so the doing the bushes tape. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I'm doing tapes and I'm like getting close, but they're always like, "Oh, we hired somebody who lives on the street." So, uh, so I was like, "All right, time to move." 
When did you do Detroiters? Though? Were you out here already? I was out here already. Yeah, Tim was living in New York, uh, writing at SNL. I was out here and like doing show. I, like that's when I was on. Uh, so, so in fact, I wasn't even a, a cast member of, of Veep yet. Uh, I was I was guessing on Veep, and I was like I was doing stuff here and there. Right. And I I, I went, we shot the pilot of that. That would have been Detroiters. Detroiters, yeah. Two thousand. It's been two thousand fourteen, I think. Yeah, that would have been maybe two thousand fifteen. Wow. Um. He, so, so we we came together to, to like you know write that with Joe Kelly and Zach Cannon, uh, and so then we made that pilot, and then like a year later, it got picked up to series. You did twenty. Well, I did twenty two seasons. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I I had a great time. We wanted to we wanted to do more, but. Uh, you know, say, uh, such as life. But yeah, and so you got cast on Veep How just by doing a uh, recurring, and then uh, yeah. So so I was on Veep. I was supposed to just do one episode. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think the character worked so well, and we had so much fun. They, yeah. they like wrote me into the very next episode, and then they kept on like kind of like like having me hang out in Baltimore because we yeah. in Baltimore, and they're like, maybe we're gonna put you in this episode, and I was like, I'm unemployed. I'll come and hang out and stay at the Four Seasons as right. long as you sure. want me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like by the end, they were like, and then Richard comes up and he's like, hey, I'm here. I was like, I was like, oh, I th- something's up, and then yeah. they asked me to join the cast the next season. That was great, right? Yeah, that was terrific. She's so uh, funny. She's truly, she's so funny, and like she's like truly like one of the most gro- down to earth people. Yeah, which I uh, like. It's surpr- It's it's like shocking how chill and, and like nice of a person she's she very is. in control of her comedic craft yes sharp precision right you know yes and yes. she's so like you know all those choices and she's just so fucking good at it mm-hmm. did you learn stuff from her so much like like just like some of that precision and like like those precise choices yeah like like watching how she does like takes and how she like plan like like you know how how she like analyzes in a rehearsal, the script, like sort of like the rhythm of things. Uh-huh. I, was like, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Right, like you mean physical stuff, like physical stuff, and like even like pattern timing, and like like kind of how to like zhuzh and like talking over each. Like there's so many things that yeah. I feel like even just watching it, you wouldn't realize how it's made unless you were doing it and like watching well, somebody. Yeah, like her but do I mean, it. there's got to be this, you know, especially with her and uh, what's his name. Uh, Tony Hale. Tony Hale mm-hmm. is that the you know, that dynamic? There, there, there's such a rhythm to it. Yep, you've got to figure it out. Exactly, it doesn't exactly. just happen. No, it's so, it's so like 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 not to be pretentious about it, but it's like very like comedia, where like you have like these roles, and they so they they, they know how the, re, the 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 relationship is, and they know like what this person would say, and like there's sort of lots. He's like, so you know how uh, Gary, yeah. W- knows what the thing is that she wants and what she says she wants yeah. and like what to give her and then like she's gonna like fight that first thing but really want that second thing yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. it's, it's so interesting to see like the math of it and then but then like but then it's made uh, loose yeah. you know so like there's a heavy structure but then it's like but then there's like and everybody right but but they've got to work that stuff out mm-hmm like no one's going to direct them to cuz yeah cuz they, they just know it like, so, like the script is is there and the everybody has was kind of paired up who were you kind of like, uh, I I became paired up with Tim Simon right yeah and like that that's sort of like it was sort of the charm of the thing there was like several <laughs> different comedy teams <laughs> working at all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah and another great thing about like my character was like I got to like kind of like have dynamics with different like so I had my character my I had my dy- dynamic with with Tim, yeah. which was like my, my main one, but then I would also be with Reed, uh, Reed or Reed and Reed and Tim, yeah, or yeah. Reed and Amy, right? You know, yeah. 
uh, that level of employee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was funny. I know, and I I worked with Bachdal. Oh, uh, yeah. What, uh, what you know, Dan. Dan. Oh, he did back back it all. Back it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. His, his last name is always sort of. <laughs> yeah. You know? He's, he's a second city guy. guy. I know. Mm-hmm. But he's like from the, uh, he, he's like the angry version. <laughs> yes. Like it seems like second city, you got the goofy guys and you got the yellers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I'm talking about that's the recipe. They, they've got a certain amount of slots for each of them. <laughs> goofy guy, yelling guy. And if, and you know, fat can go either way. Fat can go either way. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you get all three. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, Chris Farley, yeah. the fat yelling goofy yeah, guy. That's right. That's you know? Right. And the real yelling guys go to Steppenwolf. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's Chicago. That's how Chicago works. <laughs> yep. That's a nutshell. <laughs> so what what starts to happen like after V? Did you get Emmys? Uh, no, uh, the show got Emmys. Yeah. Uh, uh, you didn't get one personally? I didn't get one personally. But then after Veep, you start like just showing up in all these movies? Yeah, just kind of uh, popping up in, in these things. Detroiters uh, didn't go past Veep. And then I did a show called Champagne Ill. Yeah. Uh, and then showing, just showing up in movies and keep on trying to do that. What was Champagne Ill? Champagne Ill was a show I did with Adam Pally. Uh, I know that guy. YouTube. Yeah, he's a funny dude. I, I yeah. love him. He is uh, funny, yeah. He, he did, uh, we did, uh, uh, it was a show for YouTube TV. Did you know him before? I didn't know. I didn't. I like knew him like kind of like remotely, you know, just oh. like I see him at a party and like, oh, like who okay. are your generation of guys? Like um, Sudeikis? He's a little uh, older. Sudeikis no? is older. So Sudeikis produced Detroiters. So he 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 was on SNL when we were at S- when we were on right. uh, Second City. Yeah. And so he would come to Second City and like we okay. became friends that way. He was like, oh, you guys are good. You, and you know? did Ted Lasso as well. I did Ted Lasso. Yeah. Because it was written by Ted Lasso. It, uh, so Jason, Joe Kelly, and Brendan Hunt, those are all my pals. Joe Kelly, co-creator of Detroiters. Yeah. So he's also co-creator of Ted Lasso. Oh. And so like the character that I played, you know, this Ghanaian billionaire, because they, they, they were like, oh, we got to find something for Sam to do. Yeah. So it's, so it's that. The character, I mean, like my, my one of my things that's so sweet to me i'm happy it's like the, the character samuel basanya is like named after me yeah so i was like oh that's sweet so like to get to interact with that character yeah and to get in going there was like really a uh, fun thing it's nice when your friends take care of you it really is it's they like find something they, for you to do you know we'll make something for this guy to do <laughs> you know but let's talk about you and tim again because oh, yeah. like i want to understand where this fucking comedy comes from because <laughs> Like I like I'm not I'm just a stand-up guy. I'm, I'm not you really. I don't understand the evolution of sketch, even though we talked about it to some degree. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like you, you know, like whatever SNL is doing is what SNL is doing. Yes, and I think it's it, SNL is its own kind right. of sketch, but it's old school already. Yes, yes. But then, like you know, whatever Tim and Eric were doing, like who the fuck knows what that is? Mm-hmm. But it, it happens on a lot of levels. It's you know, it's cinematic. It's you know, it's. Uh, comedic it's you, you know there's some they've created they create a, they, a whole universe yeah of different f- textures mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. like it just seems like that tim and you do something that does create that different time zone like there's that the one sketch where you are you're a host or like, oh, yeah. singing, like baby like, of the year yeah yeah uh-huh. i mean wh- what is that how does that stuff <laughs> how do you decide on that shit uh that one i like <laughs> uh that was an SNL sketch that Tim was working on that like just kind of didn't work. So then they, when they, when he was doing the show, he was like, I know, I know Sam knows how to do this sort of 
energy and like this again a, a character who has like these sort of like wait hmm, like <laughs> uh this this host of this show but the premise is already like a weird thing where it's like a uh, uh picking who the best baby is yeah so then you put then you put this level of like who's this host of this show you can you can just let the baby thing be the sketch itself like oh these babies and then they look at the babies but it's like yeah. no the babies are like a side thing uh, it's, it's what's happening, but like really, it's this weird, this weird, weird guy. But then also the fact that there's like this history that's happened in the sketch, like like the, the sketch has been going uh, that in this world, this thing has been going on for a long time. The judges are all confused yeah, and like yeah. upset and riled up, yeah. And like he's trying to, and like the, the audience hates one baby, and it's like all these le- levels, yeah. you know, just makes it a cacophony. And so like it's like my job in that sketch to sort of. To, well, I don't. I don't even say like to manage because like no, he's just, he's like a wild guy who's like not really managing. He's yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah. Uh, so it just seems like what it really is is about commitment. Yeah, yeah. For that character, it's, it's all it's all about commitment. But it's, all of it, you know, like you know, you at, at some point the the sort of element of discovery must be kind of fun mm-hmm. because you know you guys got to know it's funny because yep. it's not it's not necessarily going to be funny on the page as they say right exactly you're not, you're not writing these jokes or whatever they, yeah well we'll never write jokes that's the thing though they won't be jokes yeah because so it's, it's complete <laughs> commitment and like the person believing the thing the situation you know? exactly so it's never a wink never a nod it's always just the person is like doing that thing and they believe it entirely yeah and so you can kind of do anything ridiculous mm-hmm so like if you're if you just sort of like whatever you decide it's going to be, whether it's going to be you know a guy who you know only sells remote controls, right? For you know, like like even just something that simple, right. if you or Tim were to be like just go all in, just go all in, because yeah. the, the, the guy's like selling remote controls is because he sold everything he's got to like sell these remote controls, like he and he really believes it, and like people are like remote controls are done. It's like no, trust me. What you want to use your phone? That doesn't make sense. So the person's like dives in. He believes leaves it he's yeah, like yeah. i and like i'm desperate yeah you know it's like right. uh he's yeah, like yeah. well was it well, you have a better remote at home i <laughs> guarantee you this remote is not going to do what this remote can do please <laughs> please let me come to your house and look at your remotes so it's a, so, you know so the desperation it's is desperate it's essential <laughs> it's essential exactly <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> uh, so do you like do you do you write on that show as well uh no no, he just you just has you on sometimes. Just has me on, and like I, I'll, I'll like like he'll he'll send me some scripts. I'm like, that's funny. Maybe do this. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not like. And he's out here too. He's out here. Yeah. What's he working on? Um, he's uh, getting ready to pitch a couple shows. Oh yeah, yeah. Is he gonna do more of that other thing? I think so. I'm you're not. Enough. I'm not sure. You're not, you're not representing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a representative. I'm not a. <laughs> so what do you got going on? Uh, I've got this show called After Party that's coming to. You. Yeah, we talked about it briefly. <laughs> briefly, yeah. But that, but there's a big cast in there. You had a, a lot of young comic uh, heroes in there. Yeah, Ben Schwartz, Alana, right? Alana Glazer. Ben Schwartz uh, is is got a lot of physical business going. He on. does. He does. <laughs> he does. That's a good way to put it. I, <laughs> like I, I know him. I've interviewed him. He's a yeah. nice guy. But I'm watching him. I watch him in everything. He's like a lot of things happen. <laughs> like his, hands are moving. 
heads moving. <laughs> but that's but how about that? It's like a lot of th- things are moving, but it's all like precise. Yeah. Still. Yeah. It's like it's 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 pretty fascinating because like you know we, we spent a lot of time together on this show because first off we shot that show in the height of COVID, so uh, we were shooting that show. So everybody's getting off like cut mask mask exactly, and then we're just like all oh, here zone A zone B. Yeah, you guys yeah. are like all together. You get your masks on. Wow. But you know I spent so much time Big with ensemble him. Ensemble for COVID like, shooting. Tr- truly. Wow. Truly. From, we shot that show from like October to February, so that's like the height. Yeah. Of yeah. everything. Um, and so, you know, like also these would be the only people I'd see. I'd go home and yeah. I'd be at work. There's like no going anywhere else right. in between. Yeah, because you didn't want to catch it and bring it. And then shut the show down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So um, you did a lot of work with him. You, you know, like, because you guys are buddies. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I, did, I, I, I didn't know him super well before. No. But uh, so, like, the, like, doing the show, I was like, oh, okay, let me, like, like it, working with someone like this, you really get to, like, analyze and, like, sort of, like, absorb that person. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, all these, like, you say, like, like a lot of movements. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but all these things are, like, very specific. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. so quick also. Yeah. His brain will, like, come up with, like, four things in an instant. And I'm like, that's really impressive and really good. But he's like, but he's like, uh, you know, a full-on improviser guy, isn't yes. he? Yep. Is he a, he's not Chicago. He's not a Chicago though. improviser. He's in New, New York, York, UCB, UCB. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Did you guys like? It seems like there should be some competitions between the between the New uh, York and the cities. Chicago. Yeah, sure. Uh, I th- I, th- I think uh, UCB is born of Chicago, though. Yeah, exactly. I but, knew those original UCBers. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. I remember when they showed up with oh. their big idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the four of them and their big ideas. <laughs> and then they built their little, had their little theaters. And yep. now they 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 run the model still. I, I don't know where, where any of that is going since COVID, but yeah. sort of franchising. And I don't know, does UCB have the roadshow business too? Uh, I think they do. It's it's not the same as like Second City. It's like Second City is like, if you're on a touring company, you're touring 52 weeks out of the year. You know, you're you're- your, that's your job, you know, and like and maybe you gotta you can get do out. On the side. Did you have to have a moment where you're like, I gotta get out? Yeah, I, I was like, I'm moving to LA. And they're like, you want to join the main stage? I was like, okay. <laughs> in like, LA, in LA, uh, yeah. She did it here. So, so no, but they, I, I was, I said, I'm moving to LA, and they, they asked me to join oh, the oh, Chicago main they, stage. Oh, so they try to keep yeah. you in the family, yeah, exactly, really, exactly. And then two years later, I was like, all right, I'm moving to LA, and they're like, mm, nothing we can do. Yeah, <laughs> but, we gave them that. We gave them the best <laughs> we had. That was it. Because in fact, I was like, I was going to leave that cruise ship, and I was like, all right, I'm moving to LA, and they're like, uh, come join the touring company. I was yeah. Like, okay. So this the. The um, after party, like who who show is that? How'd that come? Uh, about? So it's it's a uh, Chris Miller wrote and directed it, and so it's a uh, it's a uh, Lord and Miller who produced. So what did they do? The show. Uh, they did uh, like Lego Movie. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, Clone High, and uh, the the Twenty One Jump Street movies. Right. Uh, really brilliant dudes, and re- and like I I I, uh, I like really love those guys. Uh, they're really. It all seems very tight, and and the characters are like uh, very specific. It's almost like we were talking about before. There's almost a, a commedia della arte thing. Like mm-hmm. everybody's occupying a fairly familiar space. Yes. Yes. Right. You know, because like, everybody has their like like sort of tropes and their and their genre because th- that trope then fits into their genre of the which, movie that the memories exactly. That's the whole hook of the thing. Mm-hmm. That if I had watched more of them, I would have <laughs> known. known it. But now I come in here <laughs> pretending that I'm hip, 
after watching one. But when you told me that that was the angle, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can see it. Yep. I didn't put it together. Fair. fair. How yeah. could you have? It's not my job to watch the whole fucking series, yeah. is it? No, I know. It should be your pleasure. <laughs> I'm going to get back to it. All right. I had, to get, I had to jump through a lot of hoops to get to Apple screeners. Just oh, to yeah. No, it looks like a fun show, and I think that those things are, like, especially with the success of, like, Knives Out, was, you know, it's a popular thing. Yeah. And this is, like, this is, like, geared to uh, uh, younger folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's familiar archetypes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this all revolves around a high school reunion. Exactly. Then there's the guy that nobody knows that you that is set up to make you think he did it from the beginning. Maybe. All right, whatever. Maybe. Tiffany Haddish <laughs> plays the detective. Who's coming here to, who's come to like- So she interviews everybody? Out. Mm-hmm. But you factor, everyone factors into everybody's memory, right? So everybody- Yes. So everybody's just recalling the story. Like like Rashomon, yeah. you know, everybody's like telling the story through their own perspective because yeah, everybody's yeah. there and everybody's involved, you know? So it's like who, every, wow. and of course, everybody to themselves is innocent and everybody else is a suspect to each person, you know? So it's like you're watching, you're like, oh, how do you piece this story together? Well, all right, but, but here's the thing fucking, sorry yeah. about my language. No, here's the thing that upsets me. Yeah about these things these days. Mm-hmm. That any kind of mystery thriller, even even if it's a comedic one. Yeah. Is it possible to figure out who it is from the evidence given? That that that, that is a good I I will say yes. I would say yes because I get so pissed off. I when when, when like in the last episode they're like, "Oh, by the way, there was a duck. this guy." Yeah, He's right. Like, Wait like, a minute. Well, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, yeah. that mayor of Eastwood. Yeah, mayor of Easttown. Yeah, which I love and I love her, but it was sort of like, there was no way to figure that out. Well, I'll, I'll say that, like, like, but but this is true for like, I feel um, any good mystery uh-huh. gives you the pieces, but then it has to, it has to unveil more. Just like, just like any investigation, you don't have all the evidence at the beer. Well, it can't be easy. I get it. You but, know? but to protect your narrative and yeah. to keep people watching, you can't. At you can't the very like, introduce end. a whole exactly. other thing. Yeah, and, and it, 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 it's like cheating. It doesn't do that. Okay, it doesn't do that. So, like by the end of after party, you'd be like, oh, of course. Like, oh, yeah. oh, why didn't I see? You that? know, there's pieces in the whole thing where, like, oh, if you if you were paying attention, and, and like there's some things like you wouldn't know even to look for. Yeah, you know, but it's there. Yeah. So how does your like how do your folks take your success? Uh, they're they're very proud. They're very yeah. I, I, <laughs> Are you like a star in Ghana now? Uh, kind of, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> in fact, yes. I because I, I went. I was I was there with with Conan, and then like at night I would. So during the day I would hang out with Conan. How do you night, know Conan? I've uh, just done the show a few times, oh, right. okay. and then like you know, friend of the show, friend, friend of the show. He likes you exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you named your cat after him. I did. I really. Did. I didn't even tell him that. Oh. I haven't told him, but yeah, if, I don't know if Conan, if you listen, uh-huh. that, that, our cat is named after you. Um, but uh, uh, I was I was there, and at yeah. night I'd hang out with my cousins, you know, and I would go to like, and, and now there's a guy. They got Burger King there. They got KFC there, which is crazy. We were at a KFC, and I was like, 
Are you Sam Richardson? I was like, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In Ghana. In Ghana. I'm like, okay. How do you know you? From Veep? Uh, from Detroiters. Really? And I was like, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, show business is so international now. Yeah. It's it kind of really wild. Yeah, that's good and bad, but it is right. like people can watch anything anywhere. It used to be that only like big action stars, like right. the, the whole world knew Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure. You know. Sure. Or uh, Vin Diesel. Or Vin or, Diesel. Or, the other, or Jason Stratham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, I just keep naming them. <laughs> yeah. uh, See, Bruce Willis. Yeah, that was old days. Uh, uh, Matt Tony Damon, ja. the Born Matt Identity. Da- Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, or the the Asian guy, uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Oh big. yeah. Oh yeah. I was big Jackie Chan. Fan. Were you? Oh my goodness. Uh, I was huge. I'm talking about every movie. Yeah. Read his autobiography. Really? Oh yes. Love that guy. Huh? Love that guy. You should do a martial arts movie. I want to. I want <laughs> you, to. You're going to be in one. You'll probably be in the next Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> Is that Sam? Yeah. He's like, What's he doing that scene? <laughs> I just pop up in yeah, there. <laughs> got his ass kicked. Like what are we doing, Jackie? Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the bad guy. Yeah, oh yeah, no! Yeah. <laughs> you ever do stand up? Never, never done stand up. I've I've done like a stand up set where I did like a character, you know. Sure. I'm like, hey, oh yeah, I'm character guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, because like come in with what you know. Like, yeah. I'm out of my element. Why don't you? Why don't you and Tim and Eric Andre and Tim and Eric do a movie? I'd love that. I'd love that. Just a pushy envelope yeah, of, what, <laughs> of what's possible. Uh-huh. Yep. Because like what you describe about how you work or with uh, when you work with Tim, like it seems like Andre is just a balls of the wall kind of like fuck it, mm-hmm. you know, destructive guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's where he's going. Right. His commitment is like let's. Let, I hope something's on fire. And then right. by the time <laughs> we're done with this bit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and, and if not, then we'll, we'll, we'll do it again somewhere exactly. else. We got to wreck a car, and someone's got to be crying by the time this is over. Otherwise, it's not complete. But I don't know, like, does, but it was, are you a Tim and Eric fan? Uh, yeah, very much yeah. so. Do you I, know those guys? I do. I, I, I know t- I know Tim. I don't know Eric very well. Um, yeah, Tim seems to be the more accessible. Mm-hmm. Tim's mm-hmm. A, Tim's out there a bit doing <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Eric but, just, but, you know, we, we came up watching them. Eric just seems to be cooking. He's cooking days. and hanging out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you came up watching them? Uh, we came up, like, when we were at Second City, you know. The, they were the guys? They were the, they were, they were the guys, because like, what they were doing was so new. And like and like interesting like they were, and they were like breaking uh, form. So, so we're that, like, oh wow, okay. And so I think that what we do is, uh, you know, born of. That's interesting. Know, not, not not I wouldn't say it's like the it's not a copy of, and I wouldn't say it's no, like no. The I get it, but like but but when you were young. Like you know, there like each generation has these models. Mm-hmm. You know, like it all starts with Del Close, right? Exactly. So, right. so everybody's sort of like, you got to do this, do it this way to get to this place. But like, I guess for you know people who are into the form or the possibilities, you know, Tim and Eric must have been like, we got to watch what these dudes are doing because you know? it's fucking out there and this is right. where it's going, <laughs> right? Because I mean, because like, we're also like at that time we were at Second City, so we were like in mecca of sketch comedy. We were like in it and we're like what are these wait a minute what are these guys doing well it's like it it is a lot about like uh, it seems like the one thing that happens in second city and that what that created it's still about that weird commitment Mm -hmm. and what are you going to do with it like once you got your character you know how are you going to push it you know 
beyond what it's you know can hold. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like how full can this bucket get? Yeah, and and yeah. how persistent can you be with with you know to the point of annoying? Yes. Because like with Tim and Eric, you don't even understand right. why anything's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But they're in it. But they're in it, and yeah. then like on top of that, then there's an edit on top of it. And yeah, the weird the different cameras they mm-hmm. use, and like they're playing with sort of. A lot of that uh, local access vibe. Yep, yep. Which makes everything sad and weird. <laughs> and desperate. Desperate. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I guess that's what, yeah. Like, I think that the, what's evolving is that it used to hide the desperate. Right, yeah, exactly. But like, exa- exactly, you used to hide it. But like, that's what's also funny. It's like you hiding the desperate yeah. is hilarious. But knowing that's what you're doing. I'm saying that like <laughs> yeah. every fucking improviser is desperate. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but now there's ownership of the desperation. <laughs> Coming to our own. That's the tone. <laughs> yep. All right, yes. buddy. We figured it out. Hey, yeah, good job, us. Yeah, good talking to you, man. Feels so good talking to you. <laughs> All right, there you go. The After Party is now streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. There are three episodes up there. Here's a lick I couldn't get out of my head. Angels everywhere.